Hello, dear listener, and welcome to Little Realms, a D&D actual play podcast. I'm your host and game master, Candace, and I am here with... I'm Adam. I'm playing Arden, the relatively uninjured half-elven ranger. I'm Sarah, and I play Vim, the ever-combat-ready tiefling. I'm Dan. I play Cyrus, the bruised and confused human druid. Uh, and I'm Nikki. I'm playing Jarell, the scholar who, frankly, is 80% closer to dead than they've ever been. And last time on Little Realms... The forests on the outskirts of Mithrin reached out to me in a dream. What I found there was distressing, twisting paths and haunting melodies, beasts that appear and disappear, a plea for help from the trees themselves. The forest is sick. I don't know what's causing it, but I intend to find out. The rest of us followed Arden into the forest, where we were thoroughly throunched by a horned beast. I worry about what might have happened to us if the beast hadn't vanished into thin air leaving us with bruises and quite a few questions. Our trek into the forest led me into the arms of a handsome sawmill employee by the name of Theo. He doesn't know it yet, but I think he loves me. After succeeding in romance, but failing in combat, I've asked Vim to train me in the ways of the warrior. <laughs> Sorry, I'm going to need a minute. <laughs> you are the most unprofessional. <laughs> pay for this shit. <laughs> I can be unprofessional. Okay. My dear family friend and retired monster hunter N has tasked me with locating a list of spell components around the city. While in the forest, I acquired most of the list after narrowly escaping what will hopefully be the last wild fracas my new companions dragged me into. And that's where we'll start today. Our heroes are heading out of the forest and it's mid-afternoon yeah and i recall that we thought it had been only a little bit since we entered the forest so yeah you you had gone into the forest decently early in the morning like you know 9 30 10 ish mm -hmm. um and you had thought that you'd only been in there maybe an hour two hours at the most but about five ish have passed well, Jarell's in desperate need of a healer. <laughs> Arden, I'm far from me to pry into another man's business, but out of curiosity, will there be more dangerous adventures like this if I stick around you? Because if so, I am in. The only, the only danger I recall was you coughing up a, a cloud of spores into my face, but... Um, <laughs> I'm not sure. I would assume so. I... I... And I'm just looking around desperately at my companions. I, I don't remember coughing spores at you. I remember coughing spores at a, a giant forest demon. Am I, am I going senile here, Vim, Arden? What, did you see the same thing? Yes, it was terrible, this great... I'm not sure if it was made of feathers or fur or bones or blood or anything, but 
I knew every time I hit it, it didn't seem to do much. It was huge, and it was taking out chunks of us. Arden, we are lucky it disappeared into thin air and turned into you. That's actually a very interesting theory. (laughs) Did it turn into Arden and we didn't notice? Or was it more of a guardian of some pocket dimension, do you think? From my point of view, um, just the way I see it, there was a monster and then it was gone and then Arden was there. And we were lucky. Does this normally happen when, when, when you many types sleep? Is this like monster walking? Is that is that a thing? <laughs> hmm? I wasn't asleep. Well, no, but it was, you know, based on a dream, and sleep is a very strange thing. Oh, whatever you saw wasn't in my dream. Um, but that aside, I assume if we go traipsing around in the forest, it, something similar could happen again. What did you see, Arden? Hmm? What did I if- see? A forest. Well, we saw a giant beast and fought it. You disappeared for a while. What did you see while you were gone? Uh, mostly a cabin. It's difficult to explain. Um, there was a lot of noise. Honestly, I couldn't hear myself think most of the time. Uh, so then I got to a cabin where I thought maybe I would be able to figure something out, opened it up, and baseball spores. <laughs> Have you had dealings with the Fae before, Arden? Mm, somewhat. Well, it looks like you're gonna need to be more accustomed to dealing with them, if that's our best guess as to what was going on there. Oh, I'm accustomed to dealing with them, and I appear to be mostly fine. Um, I'll be sure to do a bit better of keeping track of the rest of you the next time. We are wandering about a forest, though. I think I'll be quite all right. But thank you for your generous offer. <laughs> Vim looks at Arden and then like back at Jarell and then back at Arden and like gives like a like mouths the words like thank you. <laughs> it would that would be nice. Uh, so I don't know if you guys still wanted to follow kind of the loose plan that you had made last time. But I believe what the intention was, was to investigate the forest in the morning of the day and then follow up on something box-related in the afternoon. Jarrell has every intention of going back to the inn, getting, calling a healer, and, like, languishing in bed, feeling sorry for themselves. <laughs> <laughs> you can definitely do that. <laughs> I know it's only midday, which is still very confusing to me, since it seems like more time has passed than I originally recalled, but I <laughs> I feel like shit. <laughs> can, can we go sleep somewhere? We can see if Johan can make us a pot of tea. Arden, if you rub some vinegar on your face where I spit up spores, that might help kill the fungus. I, I think I'll be fine. I'll clear my throat, see if there's any lingering pain there, because I'm sure it's in my lungs as well. <laughs> Besides, I don't I don't think I want to uh, stick my head in a bowl of vinegar and inhale to try to fix issues I've had with spores. They would never say so in a million years, but Jarell is definitely like vindictively very like 
kind of feels like Arden deserved it. <laughs> and is glad that Cyrus nailed him. <laughs> uh, so you head back to Journey's End. Nothing, you know, you get a couple side eyes as you're heading through the, t- the city, but no one comes over. Uh, when you do walk into the inn, Yelchin behind the counter also gives the lot the group of you a double take and says, uh, they, may I, hello, um, do, what happened to you? Oh, you know, we just had a bit of a quarrel. <laughs> we found plants. <laughs> I found a twig for giraffe <laughs> and a mushroom. <laughs> This is also true. Nothing that isn't commonplace in, I guess, my life at least. Um, maybe something you should get a little used to. <laughs> Your lives sound complicated. Uh, do do you require anything? Um, may, do, do you want me to summon anyone for you? If you could request a healer, that would be lovely. <laughs> I don't think that's cheap, Jarell. Jarell just kind of gives you a look. <laughs> Yes, I can have a one of the uh, the temple healers come out and uh, look over everyone. And a pot of tea. Thanks, Yelchin. Of course. Shall I have it brought up? That would be much appreciated. Thank you. It heads back into the back, presumably, to get all that going. What a treasure of a man. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so in, in the little interim, the, the healer that shows up is actually Mina. So what, what is everyone doing specifically? Jarell is just languishing. They're, they're like in bed also writing. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Lying in bed writing. <laughs> um, I mean, Arden isn't particularly hurt feeling, so he's actually, rather than just going straight to bed, he's going to head out, get something to eat around town, and maybe uh, check out some of the parts of town that we haven't been to. Cyrus is strangely quiet. He is sitting in a corner with his alchemy jug, refilling his own glass secretly so that Yelchin doesn't see that I'm drinking for free. (laughs) Then she seated herself in Journey's End, taking a moment to breathe and enjoy the tea that Yelchin brings, but when... Arden starts to head out. She kind of gets one of them and heads over and uh, looks to Arden and says, Um, are you going anywhere in particular? Oh, I was just going to look around town, see what we haven't seen yet. We've mainly been on the main road that loops around the outside. Haven't seen the old mine. Haven't seen much of anything, really. I feel a little bit uh, cooped up, even though there's really nothing stopping me from going places. So, since I'm a bit less beaten up than the rest of you, I thought I would go and find those things out. Uh, Vim smiles, looks down at herself, and then goes, <laughs> Well, um, I might look a little worse for wear, but I'm actually feeling... I'm feeling about how I usually do. Do you mind if I join you? I'd also like to take a look around the city. The more of us who know how to make it around, probably the better. Wonderful. I think, uh, I think Jarrell's still looking their wounds. They'll, I'll get used to it. They, they did good out there. Um, Cyrus, where's... And Vim kind of looks around trying to find Cyrus, seeing if she can wave him over. I think he's inside drinking. 
I uh, secret drinking. <laughs> I, I I look up from my pity party and I see them waving at me, and I I uh, stumble over. What's going on? We're gonna go get more accustomed with the city. Would you like to join? No, I think I need to wait here for the healer before I do anything. Thank you, though. Alright, well, we'll be back at some point. Take care and make sure Drill doesn't let themselves get too down in the dumps. They did good. They should remember that. Vim, I do want to talk to you later about what we spoke of earlier. Oh, don't you worry. We'll have um, plenty of time tomorrow morning to start going at it. Thank you. Rest up. (laughs) And... Cyrus turns around like a like a dog who's in trouble. He just kind of stammers down with his head back to his corner. Oh, he goes, then she goes, hey, Cyrus, you did good too. And before you know it, you're going to be doing even better. Just raises his arm. Goodbye. Doesn't look back. Oh. <laughs> oh. Oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> um. So Arden and Vim head off, and we'll get back to you in just a second. A short time later, Mina, the cleric of Pelor that you all had talked to, she walks in, looks around the room, and seeing as you are the only person in the room that seems to be kind of in the dumps, walks over to you and says, uh, Were you the one I was summoned to see after? It is good to see you. You're not gonna fart again, are you? <laughs> that is fair. No, I'm not. Cyrus has never let anything go in his life, has he? <laughs> I don't think so. Alright, well, Cyrus shrugs off his frock. He's not completely naked. He's basically holding his his the rest of his outfit up like a, a kilt. But the rest, like, he's topless and he's just... You to see... A bunch of battle damage. There's bruises and scuffs and scrapes. He is worse for wear. Okay. So it's all been bandaged and had noxious herbs rubbed into it. Yeah, so Mina uh, inspects the dressings already on the wounds and says, uh, Wow, whoever did this did a very good job. Um, I will use a little bit of my healing magic, but you should be... Right as rain. Not too long. Mina, are you able to heal pride? Uh, that... No. Usually not. I didn't think so. I can... I can try. Okay. But what happened if you don't mind sharing? I got my ass kicked. Again. Again? Again. Is... Clearly it's something that's important to you. Your faith is about following a strict code. My faith is about following a looser code, but one that involves winning, one that involves pleasing Cord. You're familiar with Cord, right? Yes, of course. Well, Cord doesn't care about how hard you tried. He cares about how victorious you were, how valiant you were in winning. At least that's what my former lover used to tell me. So I have been a piss-poor disciple, Mina. Imagine how you would feel if you had displeased your god. That, that is indeed a, a hard truth to live with. However, in 
my experience dealing with the gods, there is always the ability to redeem thyself and win that favor or feel that you have lived up to your own internal truth. There is always the ability to do that. I hope so, Mina. I I know so. Thank you for dressing my wounds. Um, I do think, though, that Jarell upstairs could use a bit more attention than me. They are not quite as accustomed to combat at all. Mina nods and uh, says, If you require anything more, uh, Yelchin can always summon me, and you can always find me at the temple. And then she bows her head politely and heads up the stairs. Um, also, mechanically, you healed ten hit points. Nice. So up the stairs, there's a knock at your door, Jarell. Uh, yes, come in. Door clicks open. Mina walks in. Papers everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> oh, hello, Mina. She uh, glances around the room, seemingly to get her bearings, and then very carefully picks her way through all the papers on the ground. Draws at the desk. I was uh, summoned for medical attention. Oh, oh my. You are a woman of many hats, Mina. Tell me, uh, what do you know about fey activity in the area? <laughs> They've got, like, a book open and papers everywhere, and their little plants that they collected sort of lined up. And also, they're bleeding, like, <laughs> from their forehead. Mia, <laughs> <laughs> like, blinks a couple times, starts pulling out some bandages and, like, you know, kind of trying to clean off your head at the same time. Uh, goes and gets like a basin of water, comes back with it, all the while saying, uh, fey, fey activity? Yes, um, you know, the fairy folk, the seely and unseely courts, like all that. Is, I, I mean, that is not my area of expertise. Um, hmm, maybe the archives locally then. I need to stop by there anyway. I might as well I, look I, into this while I'm... Oh, sorry. <laughs> they they kind of hold still for a minute. <laughs> Mina is like very purposely like holding your head in one place and like opens one of Jarell's eyes to like make sure their pupils are dilating properly. Probably not really. One <laughs> <laughs> pupil is larger than the other. You know, like you, I, I should come see you tomorrow as well. Um, but yes, you are correct. the The library at the university probably has more information about the Fey. Have you been to the local archives? I've uh, been meaning to stop by there. I understand uh, a Marin is in charge over there. Do you know anything about that? Uh, yes, Marin is the person in charge over there. They they have been in charge of the university basically since the mining business pulled out of the area and with it most of the support structure. So yeah, I will check up on you tomorrow. Uh, she finishes, like, you know, bandaging off the head, uh, checking all your joints and reflexes to make sure, you know, nothing's gone too far south. Mechanically, you get eight hit points back. Oh, 
Yes, uh, what do I owe you, dear? Because it'll go on your room tab. Thank you ever so much. Yes, anytime. It is my pleasure and my duty. Um, and she heads back down. Uh, Arden and Vim, what direction do you want to head? Uh, are you looking for anything in particular? Arden isn't looking for anything in particular yet, but he wants mm-hmm. to go, like, we've been around to the south. He wants to go more to the, on the north loop. About a mile outside of town is the, or outside of the city, is the mine itself. All right. Well, Arden does want to get close to the mine. They said that the mine, you know, was was dried up, which is why it hasn't been Mm -hmm. working properly. Arden is not entirely trusting of that assessment. You get a little ways down the road, and you do see two guards out there dressed in the uh, Mithran city uh, town guard outfit and they can see you coming because this is a very flat road. Arden has absolutely like no worry. He's going to turn just sort of shrug to Vim and head over towards the guards and when he's within hearing distance in a normal voice he's going to say "Ah, as the mine closed off I was hoping to see the famed mine even if it's no longer in service. One of them answers you and says, yes, the mine is in fact closed off to uh, civilians. At this, Vim kind of steps forward a little bit and offers this wonderful guard a kind smile and says, now that's all good and well, and we are, um, me and my companion here, we are hardly civilians, and Really, we, we've already walked all the way out here. We just really want to take a look around and get a look at it for ourselves. Promise we won't be any trouble to you. Why don't, why don't you let us go in? They both look at each other, and one of them kind of shrugs and says, If you would want to look at the mine, I'd be happy to take you down into um, the tunnels that are safe. What happened in the ones that are unsafe? Uh, they have either collapsed or have been identified as containing too much poisonous gas. Well, that I've heard happens in mines, I suppose. I'm not much of a miner myself, but I wouldn't want to get gas to death. So yes, sticking to a couple of the safer tunnels would probably be best. Um, the guard shrugs again and kind of like turns and motions you to follow them. So he takes you down to the bottom tier of mine and you get to the end of this tunnel and they explain uh, for anyone curious this is what we show them and at the end of this tunnel is a metal contraption that's got a piston moving up and down and a very large pipe jutting out of it. The pipe goes back into the clay of the mine and you can't tell quite where the pipe goes. And it's run by a series of gears and a counterweight 
that are keeping the piston moving in like a perpetual and they say there's no more mithril in the mine but we did find something that's fairly useful for keeping us warm in the winter time now i'm not a scientist or any part of this at all this is just what i have been told what what is it it is called dragon spit dragon spit what is it the guard takes a a piece of wood from from somewhere in the room opens up a flap in the pipe sticks it in pulls it out and then motions you all to follow him back to the entrance and he touches that stick of wood to the torch that's already been lit and that stick of wood goes up in flames does this have applications beyond lighting torches it keeps our city heated in the winter time is this something that's only useful to Mithrin? Is this exported in any way? Is, or is there just enough to keep your city going? Or how does how does that work? I don't. It doesn't look like this mine is super active. Shrugs a little bit and says, "Don't, as far as I know, export this anywhere. It doesn't transport terribly well. We think we can sell it to other places, but first we have to figure out how to get it any distance." And Interesting. you also can mine this without much input from workers, it looks like. Yeah, we only have two of these pumps, and they were designed by someone from the university. Alright, well, enlightening. Well, I suppose it's time to head back then. The guard says, well, I, I hope you found that interesting. Um, of course. It's always good to know about new places that you show up, especially if we will be here for a while. You might be planning on being here a little longer than I am, but damn, I still can't believe y'all aren't selling that anywhere. Ah, your loss, I guess. I mean, yes, it was interesting. (laughs) The guard kind of shrugs and says, it's not my purview, (laughs) ma'am. Um, and then he leads you, they lead you back up to the road and that whole excursion didn't take too terribly long because it's not like that far. Well, on the way back to the middle of the city, let's take a completely different route and continue along the edge of the city to the west. Arden. Yes. We've been walking for quite some time. Is there, what is it you're looking for? I know you said you're trying to map the city and you want to know where things are in case something gets sticky, but sometimes there's only so much you can know. What is it you're looking to find? Well, um, I was hoping that seeing the mine would give me some insight as to what's wrong with the forest. Other than that, the other two are laid up for the afternoon. I don't want to go charging off making a scene of looking at a dead woman's belongings. Well, really at all, but definitely not on my own. So this seemed like the next best use of my time. (laughs) So a mix of propriety and not wanting to be bored or not wanting to sit. You sound restless. I can relate to that. There's no good that comes from doing nothing. 
fair. It's um, not a matter of mere boredom. It's just the way things actually tend to be. And also, there's something wrong with this town. I'm sure you've noticed that. Yes. And again, it didn't take you too terribly long, so the sun hasn't really even set by the time you make it back to Journey's End. Jarrell and Cyrus, uh, you feel a lot better after Mina healing you guys up? I feel very good. I have had six beers. <laughs> I think Jarrell, I don't need to narrate this necessarily, but I think Jarrell might have popped out to the shops uh, for a bit um, to grab tobacco and a little extra tobacco. <laughs> <laughs> Arden, this was quite the nice stroll around town. I think it was, thank you for letting me spend the day with you. Not at all a problem. Although, I apologize that the first half of the day was spent mostly with the rest of you getting trampled <laughs> by a giant beast. Uh, um, I'm glad that our trip to the mine went significantly better. I would say they were both pretty successful. I... I don't know, I kind of like those brushes. I think it's it's the kind of thing I might carve in the side of my caravan later. Anyways, thanks. You're welcome. Is everything on the side of your caravan? Excursions that you've been on? I'll look over towards the side of her caravan. I hadn't actually looked that closely at it before. Uh, actually, uh, yeah, most of it. It's all places I've been, or people I've met, or, or things I've done, or, you know, the things you, um, maybe the, the tall tales you tell, um, but I'll never tell you which is which. Um, maybe another day when the sun's up and we can see the carvings a bit better, we can talk. As though summoned by the idea of a story. Jarrell. <laughs> Jarrell. Oh, that sounds lovely. Jarrell, you're looking better. Oh, yes, thank you. Mina swung by and fixed me right up. How was your little jaunt around the city? They kind of survey you both. I say, you're looking delightfully unmauled, I'm glad to see. They're digging something up from the mine. It's not mithril anymore, but it seems more useful, actually, in a lot of ways. It's some sort of rapid incendiary substance. It's rather interesting, and um, from talking to the guard, rather dangerous. And apparently they don't need workers to mine the stuff. They have a couple of machines made by somebody at the university to do it for them. Is it Marin, by any chance? I have not the slightest clue. I maybe should have asked. Huh. Well, I'll be swinging by there tomorrow, perhaps. Uh, I can look into it if you're interested. Yes. Actually, vaguely. I think we all might have reasons to go to the university. I can't tell you the last time I touched a book, but it sounds interesting, and... Jarrell clasps their hands together, and they look so excited. <laughs> Like, their whole face is just, like, lighting up. Anyway, what has Cyrus been spending his day doing? Ah, uh, well... 
I would say Cyrus is about, oh, I've lost count, maybe eight or so beers in, kind of. <laughs> he's eventually uh, gotten to the point where he's buzzing enough that he's gotten out of his corner and is chatting it up with Yelchin. Yelchin, did you know that I was once a town hero? I was the apothecary of Borgberg. People came to me far and wide to heal boils, infections, pussy wounds, <laughs> headaches, help with their babies. I was a well-respected figure in my town. Did you know that, Yelchin? I I, I I do not know much of Bogberg. I am sorry, but it sounds like uh, you were quite the figure. Yes, I am a very big deal. I knew everything when it came to plants and fungi. I don't know what I'm doing here. I don't know how to fight. I don't know how to adventure. I have watched. I have watched from the sideline for too long, Yelchin. Yelchin, do you know what I'm speaking? As you can see, he's having a bit of a, a rough day. <laughs> I, I, uh, I cannot believe that you have been sitting on the sidelines for any amount of your life. The world is much easier when it's in my mortar and pestle. I can squish herbs day and night, but I cannot squish giant furry demons or fairy monsters or ghosts. Yelchin looks up to the rest of you and says, What did you do all day? Oh, a bit of... You took a trip around the forest. Yes. <laughs> well, really around one side of the forest. Oh, I've... I've heard you shouldn't go too far into the forest. I guess that's true. Yes, that's what the lumberjack said too. When uh, Arden speaks of the lumberjack... Cyrus grabs the flannel shirt of Theo's from his knapsack and he pulls it out and he gives it a big old smell, a very long smell. <sighs> Yelchin looks at the rest of the three of you with just a very, like, <laughs> wide eyes, confused, and somewhat pleading expression. Kind sir, I have not been serving you drinks. However, I do believe that unless this is your natural state, you are a number of drinks in. Would you like some tea? No, but I do want some information, Yelchin. I will do what I can. Yelchin, where would be a good place for a person to party, if you know what I mean? Cyrus winks. It takes Yelchin a second. And you see the, like, gears click, and then he leans over the counter says, the, the place in town that would be um, an establishment called Coriander's Kiss. Yelchin, I'm going to be completely honest with you. I am drunk. <laughs> How do I find the Coriander's Keys? <laughs> We have a bite to eat first, and then we can go have a bit of a roll with you, Cyrus. You must be hungry. It's It's been a long day. Jarell, I did not know that you enjoyed prostitutes, too. Come! <laughs> Jarell sort of winces, like... 
and, and like kind of <laughs> gestures over to uh, to Yelchin and, and orders them a bite. Like <laughs> maybe once there's like food in proximity, maybe Cyrus will be. <laughs> oh, I, I know. I'm sorry, Yelchin. I have been very rude, and I put aside the flannel shirt and I dig in my pockets and I pull out two silver. Here you go, sir. Where is the Coriander's keys? The quickest route would be great. I don't have time for sightseeing. Um, it is, if you go out the front door, it is nearly straight north, only three blocks. I am not a compass. What way is north? Go around, like, go right out of the door and then go along the long side of the building and keep going. You have been very helpful. Thank you. Goodbye. And I spin around on my stool, assuming it is one of the spinny stools. Um, it's not, but you make it a spinny stool. And I say, Come, Jarell, the prostitutes are waiting. Oh, I don't know. Don't you think a bite first when you like a, a bit of energy to... to, to... Yelchin, like, has a bowl of soup that's, like, filled so that it won't spill and, like, hands it to you. Does it just smell amazing? It does smell really amazing. I kind of waft it, waft a little bit toward toward Cyrus. <laughs> the last brothel I was at had a waffle bar. Maybe they will have food there. <laughs> Jarell is giving Yelchin the most meaningful, like, glare. Like, you had better imply that it's, like, the chintziest brothel ever. <laughs> Yelchin, are there breakfast buffets at Coriander? <laughs> whatever it's called. Cori- Coriander's Kiss? No, I don't think there is a breakfast bar at Coriander's Kiss. I think my belly is full. If you must eat, eat Jarell, but I am off to party. <laughs> Goodbye. Oh my god, he's worse than Damiar. And Cyrus Sassafras walks out the well, stumbles out the door. Oh no. Oh dear. <laughs> should we. Should we. Um, I don't think oh, we should leave him alone in this state. Right. Usually it's. <sighs> oh, as long as he doesn't do any gambling, he'll probably be fine. Besides, no. did he take his clothes? Did he have his clothes on? <laughs> you must have been out hunting the night on the caravan where Cyrus did this. Um, the problem is we were in the woods and he was asking for a bar and there wasn't one. It was not good. We should follow him. We should, we should at least keep an eye on him, yes. I think in general, these types are best... Best supervised, just in case. Thank you, Kelton. I throw, I throw, I pay, I throw a payment and some extra silver on the bar for Yelchin and like. Because I'm so sorry. <laughs> oh, it's all right. We've been through I, this before. I'll make sure to have coffee in the morning. Good coffee in the morning. Excellent thought. Uh, we'll be back. <laughs> okay. So Cyrus has a little bit of a head start. Are the three of you being stealthy? Oh, no. Uh, Jarell okay. runs after him. No, Arden is not being stealth. And Arden is not stealthily following a drunk man around town. Okay. Um, Tim tries to be stealthy. <laughs> okay. <laughs> roll, roll to try to be stealthy. Oh, it's gonna be bad. Mmm. I got a three. <laughs> <laughs> Vim is walking next to Jarrell, thinking she's being very sneaky. (laughs) (laughs) 
Vim's like walking on her tiptoes. So presumably Cyrus is like staying ahead of the rest of the three of you. I mean, if he wants to. Cyrus is basically a moth just floating towards the light that is this brothel. I do not care who's behind me. Okay. Um, so it is actually basically as easy to find as uh, Yelchin says. It is only three blocks away. And it is also the only building in Mithrin that is painted lilac. Uh, and you can see this because it is still like six o'clock in the evening. <laughs> You push the door open, and the room beyond has mostly lounge-type seating, long couches. There are a few patrons sitting at the booths or the benches, drinking mostly. And in one of the corners, there is a bard that is playing a entrancing and enjoyable melody. On the far side of the room, as Cyrus opens the door, there's a blonde elven woman that has like a short bob cut, and she is dressed very nicely and leans over fantasy equivalent of a hostess stand and says, Well, you're a new face in here. My name is Claire, and if you came here, I can guess what you're here for. And she comes out from behind the podium and walks up to Cyrus. Claire, I have... Hold on a second. Sorry, I was just swallowing vomit. I have... (laughs) Oh, no. Oh, my God. I have very particular tastes. Do you have perhaps a brochure or can you show me your wares? My, My dear sir, we are not so base that we would put our goods on a brochure. But if you were to describe the person that you are interested in, I can most assuredly direct you where you need to go. I, I can do that. Hold on a second. And and as this is going on, she like put an arm around your shoulders and is like ushering you in. And, like, sitting you down on the nearest booth. Well, if... Let me show you. I pull out Theo's flannel shirt and I say, I am looking for a companion who can at least fill this, if not someone bigger. And I like my companions to be... I feel like the booze is messing with me. Let's just be blunt. I prefer the peen. (laughs) Oh my god. (laughs) Claire looks at the shirt, looks back at you, squints her eyes just a little bit, and stands up very fluidly from the booth, walks over to a door the far end of the room pushes it open, looks down the hall, and then looks directly at you and says, My dear Theo, how did this man obtain your shirt? (laughs) Coming out of the hallway. (laughs) Have we caught up yet? (laughs) Uh, Arden has, he has no intent to watch this entire thing from inside of the brothel. (laughs) So like well, then Bim's in there with Jarell then. <laughs> we form the peanut gallery in the entrance. Jaws open. 
Jarrell has a brother who's kind of like this and has sort of dealt with this bullshit before, so their main concern is kind of getting a beat on, does this place seem clean? And does it seem like somewhere that's not, like, capturing people and selling them? <laughs> Boy, what does Jarrell's brother get into? Uh, everything. Alright. And coming down the hallway and around the corner is Theo. who you remember from earlier. Holy cow. Theo looks a little bit sheepish, kind of like rubs the back of his neck, says, Sorry, uh, Blair, I um ran into him earlier in the day, and he seemed like he needed a, uh, a shirt. <laughs> I... Claire just kind of looks between them. Is this the sort of man that you were looking for, my good sir? Uh, Cyrus's mouth, his jaw is dropped, and he just like, uh, that's <clears throat> that's the one that'll do. As a sidebar, like, Jarrell sort of elbows Vim and is like, does everyone in this town have at least two jobs? <laughs> <laughs> You know, me and Arden were discussing the economy earlier. Maybe that makes sense, but, but, oh my, how is this working? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> but go Cyrus, go get it. <laughs> Theo, I, I, I met you in a forest and you smell of pines, but now I meet you in a place called Coriander. I, do you know that coriander is an herb for stomach ailments? And I, I, I just want you to know that I'm an herbalist, Theo, and, and I feel like this is a sign because my love for you is like diarrhea. I just can't hold it in. Oh no. <laughs> Are we just face palming over in the doorway? Vim <laughs> is like equal parts like mortified and very excited and just baffled. <laughs> Don't you see Theo coriander? Pine trees. <laughs> sir, sir, coriander is the flower of love. <laughs> That is what coriander is. I, I beg to differ. I'm the herbalist here. I know what it's used for. Not, not that I'm trying to correct you or, or anything. Um, I am very... Claire Bear, how much, how much money do I owe you? A gold. Holy shit. Hold on a second here. I Sorry, I put this in like five pockets because I was afraid of being pickpocketed earlier. Let me... Dig it out. Hold on. Do you take silver? We take gold, sir. Mm, how about a hundred silver? <laughs> and I'm just ruffling through all my pockets. Wait, oh, I, I, I found a, I found a single gold piece. Here you go. There, there we go. It was hidden in my prison wallet. <laughs> sir, I must confirm that. <laughs> You, your, your preferences do not include actual diarrhea, and that 
you are a citizen that is not actually from the prison. Well, I, I... We are... We are not that type of establishment. No, no, I, I apologize. Sometimes I prattle on about plants and herbs. I have no intentions of, of diarrhea. <laughs> Theo, I would never... Theo, I'm just ignoring Claire. Theo, I would never do that to you. You gave me a flannel shirt. I think uh, you can you, you can um, keep the uh, the flannel. I'm not I'm I'm not infectious, Theo. Is he pithing it with someone who he's paying? <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> I let mm, Theo walks over to Cyrus and like stands in front of him, and Cyrus, with you sitting, Theo is very tall. Bye. And he holds out his hands in front of them in, like, the, you know, take my hands and I'll help you stand up sort of thing. And says, let's, um, go upstairs now. Absolutely. And Cyrus is putting in Theo's hands and just follows him. <laughs> and so, oh, and so Theo leads you down the hallway, Claire closes the door after the two of you, and then turns to Jarell and Vim, still standing in the doorway, and says, My darlings, I didn't mean to ignore you. Is there something that we can help you with? I think we've come and gotten a full show. In fact, you know what? I, I feel like I owe you for that. Um, and she kind of pats her pockets and then pulls out a gold piece. And just kind of like puts it on the nearest round table. <laughs> yes, uh, we were a little concerned for our friend. Um, as you can see, he's a few sheets to the wind. Um, if you could just keep a bit of an extra eye on him, that would be greatly appreciated. <laughs> Thank you so much for your patience. <laughs> She says, of course, we take personal interest in all of our clients. And she takes the gold coin and pockets it a little too readily. But like, <laughs> and she also says, y'all are welcome back anytime. We've got something for everyone at Coriander's Kiss. Well, I don't know if I would have believed that a bit ago, but I certainly do now. All right. Well, um, if, um... Could you make sure that um, our friend makes it back to Journey's End? That would that be great. Of course, we can do that. Thank you ever so, Miss Claire. You have a a lovely evening. <laughs> you as well. Come back and see us. <laughs> All right then. go back to the inn, I grab all my stuff, I kind of wait until things are quiet, and then I pop on over there. Okay. So you go back to N's place, and again, knock on the door. She answers. Oh, hello, Jorel. Back already. N, you would not believe the day I've had. <laughs> I, you should tell me about it. Jarrell totally does. 
Okay, so then makes tea. Jarell tells her about the day. She says, I can honestly say I did not know about any of that. Um, have you had difficulty with the? Have you noticed difficulty with the Fey locally or anything in the woods that seems amiss? So the Fey last year, around maybe, and she thinks for a second, sometime just before spring, a creature emerged from the forest and seemed to be making its way to the city, but Captain Mirne and his men were able to drive it back. Uh, they didn't ask me for help, and so I did not give it. I do not know if that is specifically Fae-related, but it was certainly a event of note. So, if you have come here again, it is because you have all of the components. Oh, yes. All right, so I pull out an Avalir mushroom, or some, a moondrop plant wrapped in a little, kind of with its root ball wrapped up, and a stick of green wood, which I managed to hang on to despite Cyrus's best efforts, <laughs> and about half of the tobacco that, that they bought earlier. So she smiles and then says, follow me, and takes you into the second room of her, her two-room building. There is a one large table in this room set against the longest wall, and it is covered in books and papers, and it's got very intricate-looking glass apparatus on it that's got metal rods holding glass vials and jars and long-necked flasks and a few things that you've not seen. Jarell reaches out to poke the contraption. <laughs> and reaches out and, like, hold your hand back. <laughs> I will... I will instruct you on what you can and cannot touch. She takes the components from you and starts giving you instructions on how to work a good part of the contraption. Wait, and what are we doing? <laughs> she says, you will see. We are. This is not a spell like you know it, but it is very important to the understanding of the knowledge that you seek. Jarell, like, hesitates very, like, a little tiny hesitation. We're not summoning anything quite yet, are we? <laughs> no, silly, we are not summoning something in my tiny two-room establishment. <laughs> if I could, if I could summon these powers, I would not need this entire contraption. What is all of this, Anne? We use it to break down more complex components into their building blocks as best we can, and then we build back up from those basic components, different materials and substances than we could before. Alrighty then. 
Roll me an arcana check. Uh, 14. So you, you are able to follow N's instructions pretty competently, you feel. What she has you do is you grind a couple of components into dust. You suspend them in a liquid that looks like it's got like the consistency of oil. You know it can't be water. She calls it an oil. You use the wood to create a very small fire at a very specific temperature. And at the end of all of this, you've got like a stamp, a fantasy stamp sized paste, a pasty substance. And and explains, so what's this if you truly want to know what it feels like to have your mind exposed in the way that it would for what you ask to know of psionics. Call this a test. What this substance does is it makes you feel the same way you do when you interact with a psionic being for the first time. And if you can withstand it, if it gives you insight, then it is something that I am willing to continue teaching you. If it is not something that you are comfortable with, wish to pursue, or cannot handle, then I do not believe that the knowledge of psionic will be useful or constructive for you to know. Drell's already, like, getting out, like, parchment and, like, a pen to, like, take notes on this experience. Oh, yeah. I admire your gumption, young one. When you take this, you put it under your tongue. Make sure you are in a safe place for a number of hours. And would you have done it? Come back to me, and we will go on to the next step. Joe looks a little startled. Oh, uh, am I not, can I not do it here, Anne? You could. I don't want to inconvenience you, but if it's quite all right, that would be my preference. Joe's like looking at it so intently, like they're ready to go. (laughs) If you wish to do it now, more power to you. Joe immediately goes for it. Okay, we're going to end there. Thank you for listening to this episode of Little Realms. If you like the show and want to stay up to date, make sure to hit that subscribe button wherever you're listening. You can also find us on social media, on Twitter, PodRealms, and on Tumblr at littlerealmspod.tumblr.com. We also have a website, www.littlerealms.com. May your journey be successful, and we'll see you next time. The wonderful music you hear on Little Realms is possible due to royalty-free music and content creators such as TabletopAudio.com, Freesounds.org, and Kevin McLeod, creator of Incomputech.com. Royalty-free music licensed under Creative Commons by Attribution License 3.0.